The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One, two, three. It's our 250th episode celebration today on Soap Central Live. Four, five, six, seven. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. 37, 38. Oh, hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. This isn't just any episode, as you probably figured out. This is a milestone show. It is episode 250. Now, don't worry. I will not be counting for the entire hour, but, you know, I do sort of feel like we need to have the count from Sesame Street pop up and and do 250 episodes. Ha, 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 in the crash of lightning. That would be kind of cool, but, yeah. Anyway, in the meantime, it is Friday, October 3rd, 2014, and we aired the first episode of Soap Central Live way back on January 8th, 2010. And for those of you who are doing the math out there on your soap abacus, you are correct. We have not been on for 250 weeks, but we've had a couple of special broadcasts here and there scattered over the past almost five years, and that's how we've gotten to episode 250 just a couple of weeks early. But whether it's episode 250 or episode 2 or episode 50, none of this would have been possible without the support of you, the listeners. So honestly, a sincere, sincere, sincere thank you for tuning in each week, for spreading the word about the show to your family and your friends, and for sharing your thoughts and feedback with me by email, social media, and even in person. In fact, if you'd like to continue reaching out and touching me, that sounded much cleaner in my head, but if you'd like to continue reaching out and touching me uh, and let me know what your favorite episode of Soap Central Live is or what your favorite guest or favorite moment or some other highlight, I'd love to hear from you. Tweet at Soap Central. Let me know your thoughts, your picks, or you can head over to Facebook on our official page and share your thoughts there. But I am told that before we get into the show, we have a surprise guest, and you all know how I feel about surprise. It's apparently my executive producer, John Missile. John, you're here. You're you're up to something. What are you up to? Dan, I'm here, and it's only because of this milestone and because of you uh, and because of that talented engineer, Matt, you have. Matt, can we have – show your talents. Can we have a little drum roll? Uh-oh. <laughs> And Dan, seriously, the, the, the real reason I wanted to call in and surprise you was the fact that never did I imagine over five years ago when I had this idea and reached out to you that in all sincerity, you would become one of the most professional, if not the most professional and the best radio host throughout any network in this country and perhaps around the globe and especially in your genre. There, you have no peers 
And seriously, on behalf of, of Voice America TV, Voice America Talk Radio, everybody knows they can listen to every one of your shows there on your host page. I just want to thank you for the great job you've done, the dozens and dozens of celebrities that we've put to show together, and the energy and time that you've put into it along with the staff. And it is a heartfelt thank you uh, for the job you've done from the entire network. And right now, with all of them gathered around me, it's just time for a round of applause, Dan. That, that's all we can do is a massive round of applause. That's better than, better than a toilet flush, I suppose. It's a long applause. It, they just don't stop cheering for you, Dan. They just never stop. It's amazing. It's, and, it's like being in a stadium. And that's because that's how many people appreciate how good you are and what you do. And having said that, it's time for you to get to the show. I know you have a lot of people, a lot of things to do, and just looking forward to the next 250. And thank you again for everything that, uh, and for the quality that you bring to this network and the program. Well, thank you. And thank you, John. And thank you to the entire Voice America family for allowing me to do this each and every week for five years. That's much longer than I expected to be doing this. Not because I don't want to. I just, you know, had no idea what people would expect or what they would respond to. So I'm pleased to continue doing this as long as you guys and the listeners will have me. And I'm sure they're going to want you forever. And listen, have a great, safe weekend. And if I didn't say this before, along with a thank you, thank, thanks to all the listeners out there that, that make your show one of the absolute best. Thanks, Take John. Care. And don't forget. Safe weekend. Don't forget Amazing Race, now on Fridays, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> we love our tar. Take care, my Thank friend. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, John. Now, for those of you out there who are listening to the show, you know, this is our first show of October. It's Every show, I think, is a milestone because you never know quite what's going to happen. And even though October is just getting underway, when I think of October, I skip right ahead to the end of the month and the trick-or-treat candy. In fact, I'm eating some candy now. I'm eating some Ghirardelli Minis milk chocolate. Uh, toffee crisp things are quite delicious. They have no idea that I'm eating them, but I am. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's wrong that I, I think about candy all the time, but if it is wrong, I don't want to be right. So we are going to talk more about some Halloween-y things because when you think of Halloween, you think of ghouls and goblins and pumpkins and even some witches, and there is no one witchier He'll love this. Then my first guest, who, in addition to writing the SoapCentral.com, Two Scoops column for The Bold and the Beautiful, Adam Michael James has also written a new book that celebrates the 50th anniversary of the classic television series, Bewitched. It's called, appropriately enough, The Bewitched Continuum, The Ultimate Linear Guide to the Classic TV Series. And, Mike, that title is almost as long as your many names. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be appropriate if it wasn't. <laughs> happy, two, happy 250th, by the way. And did you hear me? I was in the stadium there clapping. I heard. I, I thought I could pick out your, your voice from, uh, from the crowd and your cheers. I appreciate that. So, well, first of all, welcome back to the show. You've been here before. I most certainly have. It's great to be back. And in those previous discussions, folks who haven't heard them, they can go back into the archives at SoapCentralLive.com and listen. So we're not going to talk about how you started watching The Bold and the Beautiful. I feel like we've already chronicled that. Let's talk about Bewitched and find out what was it that made you fall in love with the show? Well, I was eight years old. Uh, this is in 1977, by the way. You know, shag carpet, disco, the whole bit. 
And I don't know exactly why I was sitting in front of that TV that day, but I saw this woman, you know, twitching her nose and zapping this bucket of water over this drunk guy's head and dumping it on his head. And for some reason, I was hooked. And um, I was a really good kid, but if you took me away from that TV at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, um, I, I raised a bit of a fuss. So <laughs> they, let me, they let me sit in front of the TV, and it was, it's just been a love affair ever since. So how do you go from liking a show? This is, I feel as though I'm being hypocritical because once I ask the question, everyone will be pointing their fingers at me. But how do you go from loving a show to writing about it, <laughs> to making a well, book about it? Well, I mean, it? I guess there's a certain passion involved. But honestly, um, and this is not necessarily for cross-promotion, but writing the Soak Central columns helped inspire this book because in the columns I deal with continuity of the bold and beautiful a lot. And I, because of that, I started looking at Bewitched through a different lens. Uh, like shows today, um, and you know, supernatural shows are hot right now. Once upon a time, True Blood, even sitcoms like Big Bang Theory and Modern Family have a heightened sense of continuity because we pick these shows apart. You know, on the social media, we live tweet about it. We talk about it on Facebook. We got DVDs filled with special features. Back when Bewitched was airing in 1964 to 1972, you know, we didn't have that. You had the episode airing maybe once a year on a little 13-inch screen, and that was it. So if so, the level of continuity wasn't as necessary back then as it is now. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to line up all 254 episodes and compare and contrast them to each other. And, of course, talk about you know the elements within the episodes themselves. And when I started doing that, it was just almost like rediscovering the show in a whole new way, even though I've been watching it since I was a little kid. I noticed that you slipped in the fact that there were 254 episodes of Bewitched. Is that a little uh, sort of challenge for me to get to 254 episodes of Soap Central Live? <laughs> well, if you want to be consistent, Dan. <laughs> All right, so we'll work together. Now, uh, folks who watch Soaps know that the shows are rife with challenges and drama and things like that. Uh, you know, maybe without going into any too details, was the process for you writing this book, was this something that was easy from conception or did you have some challenges along the way or things that you didn't expect that you would need to know about? It was fairly easy. I mean, I don't deal with, uh, with many of the behind the scenes aspects. Many other books are out there that already do that. I wanted to talk about the fictional aspects and because I was already so familiar with the show, you know, that, that came fairly easy. The, the trick was getting it into a format that um, kind of worked for each episode that took a season or so to, for me to figure out. And then, of course, um, you know, you can't go on forever, you know, as I ha tend to do. So you have to edit things down. And I think the editing part was, was a little bit more challenging than anything. But uh, I think it ultimately came out to, to be something that's very cohesive and also fun and entertaining. How can folks get their hands on the Bewitched Continuum? I know that it's not quite out yet. It's coming out a little bit later this month, but are they, are they able to pre-order it? Can they go on to uh, their favorite e-commerce site and buy this? Uh, not just yet, but it, uh, the release date is October 21st, and it will be available through Amazon, of course. And um, also, um, there's some other links that will be posted on my website, adammichaeljames.com. In the meantime, um, people can join uh, the Facebook group for the book if they'd like, uh, facebook.com slash bwcontinuum. And also, there's some samples um, of some of the episodes that I posted up on a blog. It's at the bewitchedcontinuum.tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R.com. And of course, all the release news will be on all these sources as well. We have uh, some other things to talk about in just a moment with you, but uh, before we move on to those, 
soap fans are known for knowing random facts, you know, like who was wearing the blue dress in the scene on March 23rd, 1995. They know these things. What's the most random fact? <laughs> I'm sure uh, you probably <laughs> bought it on eBay. Uh, what is the most random bit of information that you know about Bewitched? Things that might not win you any money on Jeopardy, but are fun to whip out at a party. That didn't sound quite the way I wanted it to. <laughs> that's, that's 0 for 2, Dan. Uh, let it me is. think. Uh, random, random, random. Uh, well, Darren uh, went to the University of Missouri, class of 1950, and that's Samantha's birthday is June 6th. That's very random. It's good to know. That is random. That's random. I don't, I don't know if that will actually be in a trivia question, but you know, we're talking about, of course, fictional witches. I want to bring on someone else who's part of the Soap Central team. So, Mike, hang tight for a second because it's been called the future of live entertainment, an experience no one will soon forget. Even though it's called delusion, believe it or not, guys, it has absolutely nothing to do with me. It does, however, have everything to do with Bren Coombs, who is part of the SoapCentral.com gang. She's an associate producer here on Soap Central Live. She's going to tell us what delusion is. Bren, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dan. So, delusion. Uh, we talked about it last year on the show with Sarah Glendening, and if folks weren't tuned in then, what do they need to know about this? What is delusion? It is immersive first-person live horror theater where you become a part of the story and have to participate in order to advance through the environment that is interacting with you. That sounds kind of creepy on the on the first. I mean, it sounds like this is perfect. We're talking Halloween. This sounds like the perfect thing to do with a loved one or maybe some unloved ones. <laughs> Go and see Delusion. It, I mean, it's one of a kind. It's probably different every time someone goes. Yeah, and the the cast is actually, most of the parts are double. Some of them are even triple cast. And we have um, four groups going through uh, an hour. So we send in a group of about 10 people every 15 minutes. So they're in various parts of the play at different times. And so depending on which particular actor combination you get, Every time you go through, it's going to be a little bit different. And also the other patrons that you're paired with, um, you might get asked to perform a different task that pulls you away from the group. And so you might participate in a scene that the others may not see and you don't know exactly what is happening to them. Um, so it's always interesting talking to people when they come out and they're comparing notes on, on what they experience. That sounds really cool. Now, I think it's important to note for folks who are listening to that, this is not a haunted house type of experience. This is completely different. This is above and beyond and multidimensional. Correct. These are highly trained theater actors. So it's not, you know, your neighbor's babysitter who's got some face paint on and is jumping out from a, a sheet. It's, it's a lot more than that. Yes. <laughs> Although, I got to tell you, just between you and me, my neighbor's babysitter is actually quite scary uh, so, <laughs> not to take anything away but uh, you, you, if you haven't seen her you, well anyway uh, where can people go Bryn for more information about delusion I know that there are there are a lot of spots they can go to to get information get the uh, latest up-to-date uh, memos and things they can find us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook um, it's backslash enter delusion or they can go to our website enterdelusion.com Hmm, sounds like 
fun. And, you know, from what I'm seeing on the website, it looks as though you guys have sold a lot of tickets. We actually sold out before we even opened for previews. But if Shut people up. Vote, I know. It's pretty exciting. Um, and we had opening night last night, and that went really well. And so we're hoping to have some reviews coming out in the next couple of weeks and hear what people thought. Um, when everyone was leaving, it seemed like everyone had a really great time. Um, we are looking into possibly extending the run. So if people want to sign up for our newsletter on our website, then they will be the first to hear if we release additional tickets. Well, that sounds like the perfect soap cliffhanger. And, Bren, I know that you have to go and get ready for tonight. So thank you so much for taking some time out to talk about this. And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to spread the word that you've extended your run. That would be a lot of fun. Yes, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks, Brent. We have Mike still holding unless he ran off because he's... No, I'm here. (laughs) I'm just making sure the thought of my neighbor's babysitter didn't perhaps make you run (laughs) off into the distance. Um, I can handle it. So I'm twitching my nose slightly here to change the subject to go in because this is a soap show. We sort of do need to talk about soaps at some point in time. So let's go to The Bold and the Beautiful, which is, we mentioned, you write a two scoops column on SoapCentral.com. What is your all-time favorite Bold and Beautiful moment or story or anything about the B&B that you think is, is right up there as, as the best of the best? Oh, for me, it's easily the the Lauren-Sheila crossovers in the mid-90s. Those were epic. You just don't see anything like that today on any soap. If you had an opportunity to write anything into the the possibility realm, what's something that you would like to see happen on The Bold and Beautiful? Oh, what's something that I would like to see happen on Bold and Beautiful? How much time do you have? <laughs> no, um, I would like to kind of write for a, a wider canvas right now. Actually, for the last couple of years, there's been kind of a focus on two or three main stories. And it, I feel like a lot of the other characters are kind of drifting. And I would like to, to kind of have a little bit more of a balance. I think that would be pretty cool. I think we saw some of that this week with, Oh gosh, my name. The you know I'm so full of of numbers and names at the moment. And candy. Uh, well, and candy. I, I mean, I I have apple slices too. For those of you who think I only eat candy, uh, but we had uh, John Forrester. John return. Forrester. Yes, that was amazing. And it was nice. That the first thing that I thought of is, oh, you know, this means we get to see Eric, which is always a plus. I mean, that was also a, a good amazing. Thing yes, to allow other people. And to allow the canvas to spread, which I think is a great thing. Anytime that you can bring in the sort of family ties, and no pun intended for Young and Restless later, but anytime you can bring that in, it really does enrich the canvas. It really does get more people involved. Well, I completely agree, especially when you're acknowledging the history of the show. For longtime viewers, it just does your heart good. And I loved that John just threw in a little sentence that, oh, I think it was in London between marriages before or after Maggie. I was like, yes, we finally know who Ivy's mother is. We know it's not Maggie. It's Claire. So, I mean, just just one little mention like that fills in so many gaps. And I was thrilled. Which means, of course, that you have to go and update some who's who profiles on SoapCentral.com as well. Yeah, I know. I was taking notes about that. (laughs) For those of you who do not know, we have character profiles of past and present characters on almost all of the soaps that have aired in our 20-year run. So go and check them out. Google it and, and look for them. There's everything that you've ever wanted to know about characters and more, which goes back to 
your book, Mike, it's pretty much anything that you would want to know about Bewitched. It's called The Bewitched Continuum, and there's a, a subtitle, but The Bewitched Continuum is what they really need to know. So, Mike, thanks for coming in. I hope that you'll come back under our Crow Call banner to talk more about this and more about your passion for things non-soapy and bewitched as well. I would absolutely love that, Dan. That sounds like a lot of fun. So we will pencil you in. Enjoy your weekend. Go back and join the rest of the folks in the stadium and clap and make noise. And and thanks for being a part of 250. Hey, thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. We're going to continue talking about all the things that we love on our favorite soaps. We have Teddy joining us who writes a Two Scoops column for The Young and the Restless, but she is a multi-soap watcher. She's been here before. Teddy, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Well, thank you, Dan. It's great to be back. I have to ask you, just between the two of us and secretly, do you have a favorite Soap Central Live episode? Has there been a guest or a show that you've enjoyed perhaps more than the others? Or maybe you haven't enjoyed any of these shows. You know, it's it's, it's, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's miss. Yeah, that's unheard of, of course. No. <laughs> I actually like that one that I participated. I think it was the last one I, I was uh, I called in on. And you had like eight of us in, all in at the same time. And... We were taking turns answering questions, and that was a lot of fun. I, I have to agree. I think it's it's so wonderful. You know, one of the things that comes up that's important for folks to know is that even though sort of unintentionally I've become the face of the SoapCentral.com site because I did start it, there are so many other people like yourself, like Mike, like others who are coming up in the hour who are part of this that – uh, you know, maybe folks don't know as much because they don't get to see you in the interviews or hear you on air all the time. But that was one of my favorite shows because we had a whole bunch of columnists together and contributors, and we sort of went down the line and talked about all sorts of other things. And you know, I, I agree with you, Teddy. That was that was really an absolute highlight. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun to do too. I've mentioned, though, that you are a multi-soap watcher, and while we may have enjoyed the panel discussion about the soaps, let's just focus on you at the moment. What are some of the things that you love right now about the soaps that you're watching? Um, well, I have to admit, for The Young and the Restless, I'll start with that. Um, I really, really enjoyed the um, on Tuesday's episode because they did the bachelor party and the bachelorette party, and they had the, the um, bar fight, and they had the jail scenes. And they had so many cast members working together in those scenes. And it, you just don't see that very often anymore, where you can have most of the cast doing scenes together. And I'm sure it was a treat for them, because I'm sure it's rare for them to be able to work. They were probably working with different cast members they'd never worked with before, or, or very seldom got an opportunity to, to work with. And that's sort of what Mike was saying about The Bull and the Beautiful when he was on just a couple of bits ago, is that it is nice to be able to see the entire canvas. It is nice to see people who may not have ever shared scenes together to be able to share scenes together. That's the fun of soaps, I think. Yes. Um, oh, it is. It's a blast. And it was so much fun to walk, watch. There was a lot of humor going on. And, of course, you had your cat fights, you know, between the girls, and especially Abby. And uh, but and then you had the real bar fight, and it was just it was just so much fun. It was very entertaining and not and depressing. That, <laughs> and that is going to be a part of what you're writing about this week in your two scoops column. You are on deck. It will be posted this weekend. Can you give us a little bit of a preview of uh, how about maybe the title? What's the title of your two scoops this week? It's Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Hmm, and it kind of has to do with Phyllis just coming out of her deep sleep. 
That she has, and she's, you know, she's brushing her hair. She was doing that today. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't watched the show yet. She brushed her hair today. She's doing quite well for someone who's been in a coma for the last year. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that in my column that she's doing, she's just healed so quickly, (laughs) doing remarkably well. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I know that you are also a GH fan. We're going to be talking about GH coming up in a couple of bits with Liz Masters. But what are some of the things on GH that you like? And I'm going to asterisk that by saying you cannot include uh, Michelle Stafford being on the show and the arrival this week of Billy Miller. I'm taking those two away from you. Oh, you're making it hard. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh, uh, well, okay. So we'll unasterix it. Why are you so excited about the two of them joining GH? Well, of course, they were both on The Young and the Restless, but I was watching uh, General Hospital anyway. So I just I missed them, especially Billy Miller, because he was gone for a while from The Young and the Restless, and now he's back on a soap. So that means that I get to see him again, and my mother, too. She's just a big fan of his. So we're, we're just thrilled to have him back. But there are other things, of course, about General Hospital that I absolutely love. I can't wait for, for Luke to come back, even if he has to bring, bring Luke with him, you know. But I want to see the battle between those two. I'm ready. I want to know who he is. I have yeah. some suspicions. I have some ideas. Every time I have an idea, it appears to not be the case. But, you know, I don't know. It's only, only time will tell. Maybe they don't even know what's going on for sure. Maybe they're waiting to see what Tony Geary, how he feels when he comes back. No yeah. Um, well, that's true. I hope he's well. I mean, and feeling up to doing all this because we would really miss him. I know Luke has always been one of my favorite characters, so I, I'm looking forward to his return. Can't wait to see what's coming up there. Yeah, I'm curious to know who, the, who Fluke is too. Before I let you go, Teddy, anything else on any other shows that you watch that you're very excited about that you're absolutely loving? Um, well, I'm actually, uh, I think the the Young and the Restless has really improved in the writing. For a while, I was a little bit worried about it, but I think lately it's been very entertaining, and I, I'm really nervous to see what happens with uh, Nick and Sharon's wedding, though. We've seen so many non-weddings, so it would be kind of nice to actually see one go through, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see next week. Well, you mentioned be nervous. That's a perfect segue for our next guest, who is always nervous to come on air. I have no idea why. But, Teddy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for previewing your Two Scoops column. And for folks who are listening, you can check it out this weekend at SoapCentral.com. And, Teddy, hopefully you will be back on very soon for our year-in-review wrap-up. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And thank you again for having me on. It's always fun to do this. I, I have a blast. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Waiting in the wings is the nervous one, Liz Masters. Liz, I don't know why you're nervous, but welcome back to the show. I'm always nervous. You know me, when I start talking, I go off on tangents and I say really inappropriate things at random times. Well, let's talk about inappropriate things. We have General Hospital has been blowing up things. They've been running over people with cars. It's been a very action-packed couple of weeks. What are you loving about GH right now? Um, I actually love everything. You know, even the things I don't love, I love not loving them. You know, does that kind of make sense? It's fun. Everything is fun. You can just, like, get really mad about something and just get passionate about it. And I think that's the key. I feel passionate about, about General Hospital, everything that's going on. Actually, my title for Two Scoops this week, I know you asked before what her title was. I think it's going to be like facial edemas and beautiful disasters because that kind of sums up what's going on in General Hospital. Let's say it again. Facial edemas and what? 
beautiful disasters. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> people are going to, people are already hitting WebMD because they're concerned about the Ebola. Now they're going to be looking for edema. They're going to think that an edema is an Ebola and just panic is going to ensue. This can't be good. I know, I know. And that's why General Hospital, you know, and that could, Jerry Jacks could be responsible for the recent Ebola problems that we've had. You know, he's been missing for a while. Somebody should find out what he's been up to. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm not even entirely sure where to go with that, but I can tell people that they should know that I am up to all sorts of other things. We're going to be launching Kroll Call in a couple of weeks. I'd like to ask you, on a non-soap-related basis, if you could have... Anyone in the world appear on this show to be interviewed, who would you want on the show? Who would you like to hear from? George Clooney. I would love to have George Clooney on the show because he's just really sexy. He's from my neck of the woods. And I'm quite sure if he had met me, he would have married me before he married that woman. I don't know her name, whatever her name is. Well, you keep your neck off his wood. (laughs) I don't know what that means. That sounded dirty. It shouldn't have been, but... (laughs) George Clooney is married, so you can't know, have him. He won't be for long. I don't know. It's Hollywood. You know how it works. You're a hussy. You're you're a home wrecker. You're 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 just listen to I you. Am. This is horrible. It, That's why I, I love soap so much. You know. I, I mean, have you ever found a functional soap opera romance? Name one. Oh. Besides uh, Edward and Lila, and even those two cheated on each other. I, I can't. If you're going to take cheating and put that in the equation, I don't think anyone has been completely faithful. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now you've just ruined the whole fantasy that is soap operas. Way to go, Liz Masters! You've, you've now you. told everyone. I try to do my part. I really do. <laughs> well. I want to give you one last opportunity to weigh in on this. There have been 250 episodes now of Soap Central Live, or technically 249 and a half. Do you have a favorite all-time episode of the show? Actually, if you ran them back to back, that would be 10 days of episodes. Is your throat kind of sore from talking that much? You've used your soap abacus for that, didn't you? You're, you're quite yeah, impressed with that. I kind of did. I pulled out my calculator. It was like 10.14 or something. I said that last night to someone. I said, you realize that would be ten, more than 10 days nonstop talking. Oh, my God. I would be tired of hearing myself speak after that. But do you have a favorite show? I actually have two. I have one with Aiden Turner, who I absolutely love. It was back in, his, uh, back in the days when he was on All My Children. And he had just gotten off of a flight, and he was definitely in his happy place. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I don't know why. I wish I had been on the plane with him because he was just in a really good mood, and he was so much fun, and he made off-the-cuff remarks. And it was just, I loved listening to him. He was hilarious. My other one was, was, was uh, one of your birthday episodes with Jackie Zeman. And she was dispensing advice, and I called in because, you know, how nervous I am about being live on the radio when I get, you know, really scared about what's going to come out of my mouth because, like I said, I say inappropriate things. And she told me her advice was, you need to keep calling in. I'm pretty sure you paid her to say that, but (laughs) I continue to call in. And I guess I'm slowly getting over my phobia of being live on the air. Well, I have a new phobia for you, the fear of being cut off, because we're running over, so I have to move on to our next caller. But Liz, as always, thank you for being a part of the show, and hopefully uh, you'll muster up the nerve to be with us for the year in review show coming up soon. 
you know I will, and I love being on the show, and I love you. So happy well, thank 250. You. Happy 250. <laughs> thank you for being a part of it, Liz. All right. Bye-bye. We are going to see if we can maybe perhaps find a couple that has not cheated on each other and is happily ever after. Our, one of our last hopes is Days of Our Lives. We're going to bring in Tony and Larissa. Guys, do we have any hope for a non-cheating couple on Days of Our Lives? Tony, please tell me. Um, on Days of Our Lives, um, uh, Tom and Alice, they're both dead. Can't cheat. But did they cheat on each other when they were alive? They actually, not unless they recant history, which, you know, Days never does. Um, no, we're, we're a clean scorecard on that one. Larissa, are you sure? Do you, do you co-sign this? I do, yeah. When I was thinking about that before. I think Tom and Alice may, may have that corner. So, yeah. They may be the only couple in soap opera history. This is kind of amazing. <laughs> we're, we're making history. 250 episodes, we're making history right now. Well, then I will flip it back. Is there someone on Days of Our Lives who has cheated 250 times? I mean, in a year or... <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you know, in, in the course of the show. I'm sure that we've, we've got, you know, some tramps, trollops, and gypsies, tramps, and thieves or something on Days of Our Lives. It's got to be. I mean, a lot of... I mean, there's a good chunk of Days of Our Lives characters that were prostitutes. So, I mean, I think... I don't know if that counts, but yeah, I'd say they'd be close. Eh, we'll count. Well, I don't know where this is going. There's a segue in my head. But, Tony, what's hot on Days of Our Lives right now? Hopefully it's not any of these people's special areas after they've been hooking around. But <laughs> it's 250. I mean, what are they going to do? Cancel me? I don't know. Uh, what's hot on Days of Our Lives right now, Tony? Oh, oh, with, with Dr. Dan uh, in his patient hopping ways, uh, all, the, all the medicines have been thoroughly stocked. So this room's actually pretty clean Good. with the STD stuff. Um, right now, I mean, you know, EJ and Sammy, they're pretty hot to trot. I mean, we have, you know, uh, spoiler alert, you know, there's some big new casting news with those two. So, you know, things are kind of heating up before things happen. I'll stay I'll be loose. That way I don't spoil it for anybody who may not want to know. Um, and then the uh, stuff with the new chat is heating up. You know, he just came on and literally came in swinging, so... And Larissa, in your current column that's online, you say that you like the new Chad and you're worried, though, that perhaps you will get burned because he will turn out to not be everything that you want him to be in terms of uh, maybe he'll be a bad guy. Um, well, I, uh, almost. I'm almost. I, uh, if I'm going to pick a Demera, I'm going to want him to be bad. So I hope that they actually come through. Uh, with with making Chad this kind of, you know, tainted second son, you know, he's not the chosen one, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think Billy Flynn's doing a great job, and I wasn't really expecting to like Chad or, or Billy Flynn as much as I did, so I think that I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with those, but you know, I mean, when you fall for those Demera men, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get, so I got to be careful. And Billy Flynn, if you are listening, and I know that you are, Hopefully. Uh, we talked on Twitter. He's interested in coming on to the show. So hopefully we'll be able to have him on and we'll grill him and get all of the, the information that we need to know about the new Chad. That could be kind of fun. So that going would be back, very fun. I mean, it kind of would be. I, I always love having uh, folks on the show, particularly the ones who are new to daytime, just to learn more about what their experiences are. I think that's 
always, you know, the potential. We've been watching soaps for years, so there's certain things that we know. It is sort of refreshing to bring people in who this is their first take on a soap, of course, even though, what, Tony, he's probably been taping for the last seven years and it's just now <laughs> airing on the show. This is his, yeah, this is his seventh year anniversary. So I'm going to put the, the pressure on you. It's maybe longer. Maybe it's 250 years. Tony, episode 250 of Soap Central Live, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite guest who's appeared on the show other than you oh, and right. Larissa? Oh, now you make the question harder. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to think of everyone. I, like Most of the 250 I've listened to, so I'm trying to go back in my head. Um, you know, not to piggyback off of Liz, but uh, Jacqueline's always a fun guest to have. And especially because the birthday episodes with her. I, I like that. And, you know, and I appreciate the fact that even when she was not on General Hospital actively, she still wanted to be a part of the show. She still obviously loves the fans. She loved being a part of doing the birthday episode. That's going to continue. I can tell folks that won't change. We'll be able to add some other people to our birthday propaganda and celebration. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. And let's go over to your partner in crime. Oh, well, this is so easy because I got to be on the show one time when you interviewed your mom and Nana, and that is hands down my favorite episode. And my favorite moment, because we all know that Nana loves herself some Sean Christian, and she really liked Daniel. And here you are trying to make a joke and say, oh, well, Grandma, you probably just like him just because of the name. And she, like deadpan, says, no, no, that's not it. I know. That was horrible. And then from there, she went on to say that he could leave. I'm having a little trouble getting this out. Hold for a moment. Do you want me to do it? Go ahead. You can do it, please. Okay, so she said, trying to say that he was a very, I'm sure she just meant that he was like a very nice man to, you know, come over and have conversation with her. But he said, she said, he can leave his boots under my bed anytime. (laughs) Oh, my ears. Oh, I need to, to send some of the bleach over here so I can bleach my ears. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, part of my job, both like my day job and like, you know, my side job with Soap Central is to like be a witty person who has things to say. And I, I had nothing. I mean, when she said that, I mean, she just, she, she won. She she won. She, she won everything. So, yeah. I kind of. That's still, I think in 250 episodes, I think that might be the most memorable moment of all. It might be her saying that. Oh, she's, she's wonderful. So, yeah, she's, she's, that's definitely my favorite episode. Which one of the two of you is on deck because you switch things up on me? Who's writing this week's Two Scoops column? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Tony, then give us a little preview before we uh, have to go to the next segment. Who is, uh, what are you going to be talking about in your column this week? Well, technically, I'm off to Salem. Um, I'm at the airport waiting to fly there and watch this week's episode. Um, But I do know that there's uh, a person who thinks others are mean, 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 and that will definitely be highlighted in this week's uh, column, or next week's column, technically. Uh, So, yeah, the return of Susan Banks, got to talk to that. Like, you know, teenage me is kind of loving this right now, so... Teenage you, come on. (laughs) All of you, every decade of you is loving that. Come on. That is true. Well, it's been like, you know, 15 years. I I deserve a little Susan Banks in my life. So I'm putting on a frumpy sweater and I'm going to totally like Coke bottle glass with it and just like, you know, put on my phone bigger and have fun and write and take notes and hopefully, you know, tomorrow have a column out. (laughs) In 30 seconds or less, this is going to be for both of you. Is there anyone from the world of non-soaps? that you would like to hear on the show in the future. Tony, you're up first. Ooh, Julia Roberts. 
That would be uh, I mean, that'd be a huge get. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work our way up to it, but you we'll work do on it. it. I have faith in you. <laughs> Larissa, how about you? Um, well, I was going to blend kind of the world of TV and fashion, and I am a big fan of Kat Dealey. She hosts So You Think You Can Dance, which is the mm-hmm. best show that is on in the summer. Everyone should watch it. And she has the best fashion sense ever. So she would be somebody that would be, and she's great in interviews. I've heard her before. She'd be something that would be really fun to talk to. Well, that sounds perfect. I want to thank both of you for being a part of many of these 250 episodes. I don't know exactly how many, so please don't put me on the spot. I know you've been in in quite a few of them, and every one of them has been a whole lot of fun. Uh, We appreciate it. Dan. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Is it really technically? I guess it is technically an anniversary. I don't know what this is. is And you don't look a day over like 2.30, so I mean, you're good. I said 210 earlier. My engineer will prove that. I said 210, but I, uh, I've got range. And when I do my acting on my resume, I put, you know, can do anywhere from 210 right. to 250. That's great. Thanks. Very, very niche market you're going after there, sir. I kind of am. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. We are going to continue talking about all the things that we love in daytime. And another person who is a multi-soap viewer I don't know what ones we're going to be talking about. I do know we're going to talk about uh, some primetime shows, but we're going to bring in Jenny Smith, who I have just met for the very first time in the real world. Jenny, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thanks, Dan. Happy 250th. Uh, do you know what? How about you? Do I look oh, 210 or 230? I mean, maybe like 225. I'll accept that. 225 okay. is fine. <laughs> so you watch a whole lot of soaps is the word on the street. I do. I pretty much follow everything in daytime and have for the last couple of decades. And while I have my, my favorites and lesser favorites, I love them all. Well, then I'll put you on the spot. What is, of all the shows that you've been watching, what is your all-time favorite soap moment? Oh, all-time favorite soap moment. I would have to go back to The Young and the Restless back in the day. They used to have some real shocker moments. And one thing that has always stuck in my head is the image of David Kimball with killer scrawled across his forehead. Ooh, I don't think I've seen that. That might have been, it's probably predated Soap Central. We've been around forever. In internet years, we are (laughs) 7,002. So, uh, (laughs) I guess, yeah, 20 years ago, it's a long time. So, that's your favorite all-time moment. Let's talk about some of the things that are going on right about now, you know, more recently, anything that stands out as being your favorite in, say, the past month or so? Um, I would have to say Phyllis's scream at the end of the episode right Mm -hmm. after Sharon accepted Nick's proposal on The Young and the Restless. That was just one of those spine-chilling moments that you don't see a whole lot of anymore. And it it really wasn't expected by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. And just the juxtaposition of the yes and the no... I think was so well set up and it really did send a chill down my spine. Yeah. I, that's, that's a good highlight. That's, that's a really, really uh, one of those things that definitely was there. And they didn't show it again, which surprised me if to the best of my recollection, they didn't do it on Monday as a, you know, catch you up. It was a once and done. If you missed it, you had to go on to the YouTube or, right, or, or you to to watch it. it was, yeah, it was, you know, uh, we won't really scream <laughs> it because, I'd like to at least see episode 251. But on a completely unrelated number, the season premiere of Revenge was on last week. Just what last did we think? Week. What do we think? How, do, how did we like it? You know, they sort of jumped around a little bit again. Thoughts? Yeah, I think I like 
the change over to Victoria being the one now seeking the revenge. And I'm hoping that the continuing theme will be seeing things more from her perspective rather than Emily's. And I, I think, think that's that could show up a little bit. I, I think that it's incredibly smart to do that. It's not as though they decided to pick a random character. This is still someone who is very front and center. I mean, this is, if you had to pick stars, there are pretty much two that you could choose from. And I like the idea. And even if they would have done like a, a scroll back, they could have done, you know, a very short version of the first couple of seasons through Victoria's eyes, just as a sort of a juxtaposition. I think that maybe people who were maybe tired of the whole revenge plot, even though it's the name of the show, uh, you know, would give them a different <laughs> way to look at it. I think that it would be a unique take. And I'm with you. I enjoyed it. It was a little hard to figure out what was going on since the last episode because some things have changed. But it was a pretty right, solid a lot performance. Has okay, so a lot has changed. You know, we have <laughs> cokeheads and we've got people who are now cops and uh, new hairstyles. There were a lot of new hairstyles. Well, at least they, they do seem to concentrate on certain seasons of the year on the show. So it's like they, they leave off kind of post-Labor Day and then pick it up again at the beginning of the summer. That's true. No, that, that's actually, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. right. It so, is, so there is a lapse of time. But it is sad, though, because as we're celebrating fall, they're talking about it being warm. It makes me sad because it's cold. Oh, well, here it's a beautiful day in San Francisco. So. <laughs> it was cold when I was there. I had to wear a long-sleeved shirt. I don't know what that was about. I wanted, you know, everybody said, oh, this is just like July and August. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> yeah, we don't get our summers here until a little bit later. So you know, it hit October 1st, and suddenly we have 80 degrees in sunshine. That sounds amazing. I need to plan my vacations and work trips a lot better than that and come places when it's warm. Oh, well. So... <laughs> Dream weather for me is 80 degrees all year round. Let's talk about your dream guest. If you could have anybody on the show in the future, who would you like? It doesn't have to be a soap person. Who would you like to hear me interview? Well, the one famous person I would die to meet during my lifetime is Peter Gabriel. So if you could get him on the show, I, w I would call in. I would love to have just a couple of questions with him. Uh, I, w I just think that would be incredible. I he's my favorite musician ever, and I just think he's an incredible man, an artist, and if you can get him, then you have a fan for life. So in your eyes, that would be a sledgehammer <laughs> to the ratings. Exactly. I can't think of another song title off the top of my head, but that's pretty clever. You know, that's why they keep me around for 250 episodes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that, would, that would be, I think that that's part of it. And for folks who are listening, uh, you know, the reason for doing Crawl Call and transitioning Soap Central Live into Crawl Call isn't because I have a lack of passion for the soaps. It's really because there are so many other things that we're all passionate about. It isn't just the soaps. There are people from primetime that we would love to talk to who maybe have not had an opportunity to come on here because they don't understand that the show is called Soap Central Live. And surprisingly, Jenny, that's been a challenge for folks who want to come on the show and their PR people say, well, they're not on a soap and they're not going to be on a soap. Why would they want to be on your show? So a lot of what we're doing is sort of changing the name so we can continue to do what we do, but also bring in people from primetime, from film, from music, from sports, from a whole bunch of other different genres. And I think that hopefully, you know, I could be wrong, but hopefully that will make for a really, really enjoyable experience for the listener. I would agree. I mean, people, even soap lovers, have other interests as well. 
And if you can branch out and bring in a variety of different things that people love and are interested in, it's, it's only going to widen your audience. Well, we widen our audience every week that we have a wonderful columnist and contributors on the show. So, Jenny, thank you so much for calling in, for being a part of the big 250. Well, thank you very much for making me part of it, and I'm excited to be a first-time caller. We'll see what happens. We'll make you a second-time first-time caller. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it sounds like something is possible. All I'll right, talk well, to you soon. with Crow Call. Thank you. All right, gang, as you've heard today and over the past few weeks, Soap Central Live will be transitioning into a new show called Crow Call in the weeks ahead. We'll have an exact date for you coming up. There are some behind-the-scenes fiddlings and dealings that still need to be done and finalized. But as I said, it's not because my love of soaps has changed. It's because there are so many other things that I'm passionate about, and I know that you guys are too because I see what you talk to me about on Twitter So while we are still going to talk about anything and everything soap, we're also going to add in things like primetime television, film, music, fashion, ways to save money, health and fitness, and of course, food. We've already talked about that, so we don't really need a a change of title to do that. But I want to give you guys a first listen to a preview of what Kroll Call is all about. So take a listen to our sizzle reel. It has been 20 years. Can you believe I've been doing this for 20 years? Damn, congratulations. I didn't even know there was an internet, let alone that you were out there pioneering something like this. But even after 20 years, there are still new areas to explore and new things to talk about. And that's where Crawl Call comes in. If you give us just one hour every week, we'll connect you with your favorite stars, share expert advice and information, and maybe even have you become part of the show. Still don't know what to expect? Well, here's a sneak peek. Now, if you had the ability, would you also do the whole own animals and things like that? You mean um, like having a cow roaming around or something? <laughs> you know, cows, chickens. No, because I love animals. Any animal that we have on our property, we can't I slaughter it. I'm not eating that. And see, I, I feel like I would be letting the animals down. Like, I built them up as this great friendship and everything. Then, you know, I come out there one day and it's like, well, Sally... The jig is up, and she's looking at me, her eyes are all bulged, like, wait a minute, you should come out here and, like, pet me, and... <laughs> Crow Call is about getting to know your favorite people just a little bit better. So I have a husband that I haven't seen in 10 years, and we have not divorced. I have uh, a baby daddy, and uh, we were uh, never in love. We were just uh, having torrent sex, and we made a kid, and I have a boyfriend... And I have a lover, and my boyfriend is 16 years younger than me, and my lover is 9 years younger than me. And um, you better get it. I'm just saying, honey. <laughs> and if you do everything just right, you should be able to even bring people together. What about in all of this, Olga? Do you think that, I mean, did you two talk about this? Was she nervous about it? She wasn't nervous about anything. She was a rock star. Well, you know what? Let's ask her. Hello. How are you? Oh, is it really you? <laughs> no, not tell you how nice it is to hear your voice. Well, it's funny because we have someone who would like to talk to you about that. Let's bring in our caller. Okay. Caller right there. Hello, Gloria. It's Paula. <gasps> Paula! I'm going to kill this girl in the world. <laughs> You sound like a 
found you very wise. I always get the best advice from you. I was listening to you, and you said all the right things. How did you know to be on this this call? I've always thought that the key to a successful show is finding something for everyone's tastes. You just have to be open and allow yourself to taste without prejudging what it's going to already taste like. Because I noticed if you tell your brain that you're going to be eating doo-doo, for, say, for instance, you already have an uh, image in your head of what doo-doo is going to taste like. And it could be actually a chocolate-covered strawberry that's popped in your mouth. And your first expression is like, ooh, I'm eating doo-doo. Until you actually let those taste buds sink in. You're like, oh, man, that's a chocolate-covered strawberry. And after 20 years, we've reached a level of sophistication. Oh, no. I totally just dropped. Wait, literally, I just dropped the F-bomb in like the first two seconds of <laughs> I'm so sorry. That I mean, might be a record. Do you have a favorite curse word? Um, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but with as much fun as we have, Kroll Call is not all fun and games. In fact, we take some time out to help raise money for some very worthy causes is a nonprofit called NAMI, National Alliance for the Mentally Ill. For American Red Cross, which is an organization that I totally believe in, obviously they have shown themselves to be so reputable. The ASPCA, which is, you know, working to fight animal cruelty, you know, across the country. So I really encourage women to understand that the thing that people are really most attracted to is when someone fully embraces who they are and allows it to come forth. So join me, Dan Kroll, and my team of experts on this journey called Kroll Call. Along the way, we will stop and get to talk and learn more about your favorite celebrities from film, television, music, sports, and other areas. And we'll tap the minds of an expert panel to help us learn how we can dress for success for less, how we can find more hours in our day to do the things that we want, and maybe even find ways to change the way that we think, change the way that we eat, change the way we think about exercise. It's going to be a journey. I hope that you'll take that journey with us this fall on Kroll Call. This is this is one of the reasons we all love you so much, is you bring out the very best in us, and you bring out the very best in our industry, and you celebrate it, and that's what the fans love so much. They like positivity. It has been an amazing ride over the past 250 episodes of Soap Central Live. This show has come such a long way since the first episode. A really long way. Go back and take a listen to it. It's so much fun to be able to do this each and every week, and I hope that you have enjoyed all the shows that we've put together for you. I hope that you'll stick around as we transition the show into talking about more than just the soaps, but also about the things that we love. So what's happening next week? Well, that's the ultimate cliffhanger, so I guess you'll just have to tune in next time for the continuing saga that we still like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 